Forming King Song Press, I am Joyce in King Song, author of the debut novel Respect Yourself, which I published under my pen name FJ in King Song, and this is the very first episode of Author at Tea, where I will be telling the story of the life and works of acclaimed writer Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Author at Tea is a podcast where I tell the stories of some of the most influential writers the world has ever seen with a storyteller's flair. This is a show about highlighting the lives of the writers of our society whose work inspire, challenge, and shape the way we see our world. While this may not be a messy show, I can't promise that no tea will be spilled, so keep your napkins close. The location is Houston, United Kingdom, and it's November 2012. The audience have filled into the large auditorium and they are anxious to be in the same room as acclaimed writer Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. On this night, Chimamanda looks gorgeous. Well, when doesn't she? Anyways, here, I'll set the scene for you. Chimamanda walks onto the TED Talk stage and her cornrows are braided to an updo and she's wearing a blue speckled shirt made with African fabric and the shirt's fabric is decorated with yellow and burgundy swirls. They must have some African theme going on at this event because the stage is decorated a living room style with a sofa, chair, and other mementos decked in African fabric. And there are three circular red carpets at the floor of the stage and Chimamanda stands at the center of the third and largest one. Before her is a silver podium and she has a wireless headset microphone connected to her ear. From the look on her face, you can tell that she is ready to deliver her speech. This speech is based on her recent publication, We Should All Be Feminist. Y'all might know this speech because the following year, parts of this very speech will be featured in Beyonce's self-titled album on the song Flawless. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Yes, y'all, that's Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie speaking at the beginning of that song. Celebrated as one of the 100 most influential people in the world in April 2012, Chimamanda has staked her claim as one of the most lauded after writers of our time. But how did it all start? You know I'll tell you. Stay tuned to find out. It's September 1977 in Enugu, Nigeria. Grace Fioma and her husband James Noi Aidichi, both members of the Igbo tribe, are preparing for the birth of their fifth child. Finally, the day has come. The baby girl makes her appearance on September 15, 1977, and looking into her dazzling eyes, Grace and James know that their daughter will be special. They decide to name her Chimamanda, which means God will not fall or God will not fail me. As Grace and James look onto their baby girl with pride, they both believe that they have a medical doctor in your midst. If y'all don't know, having your child become a medical doctor is a dream come true to many African parents. Anyways, the Adichie family is a very educated one. Soon after Chimamanda is born, James gets a position as professor of statistics at the University of Nigeria in Insuka, and so the family relocates to Insuka, Nigeria. James later becomes the deputy vice chancellor at the university and, no slouch herself, Grace becomes the first female registrar at that university as well. 
With such a strong educational pedigree, it's no surprise that as a child, Chimamanda is a voracious reader. Sparks fly when she reads Things Fall Apart by her fellow Igbo Nigerian, Chinua Echebe. She has a strong connection with this Nigerian writer. In fact, her family once lived in Achebe's old home. Also, as was expected, Chimamanda excels in school, earning top marks, and her writing abilities are also noted early. In fact, in secondary school, she wins a number of prizes for her writing. Chimamanda continues to showcase her writing skills even after she starts college at the University of Nigeria. And at that university, she edits the university's magazine called Compass. But there's a problem. She's enrolled in the school's medicine and pharmacy program. I'm not saying I was there, but her decision to pursue pharmacy and medicine has Grace and Jim's name all over it. So what does she do? She applies for a creative writing program in the United States. After all, her sister Ijeoma lives in the United States, Connecticut specifically, and Ijeoma is a medical doctor. When Chimamanda gets admitted to study communications at Drexel University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, she leaves Nigeria behind and she's only 19 years old when she travels to the United States. After two years at Drexel University, Chimamanda transfers to Eastern Connecticut State University to be closer to her sister Ijeoma. At Eastern, Chimamanda pursues a degree in communications and political science. Very on brand for her, she also writes articles for the university's journal, and the journal is called The Campus Lantern. In 2001, Chimamanda graduates summa cum laude from Eastern, and subsequently she earns a master's degree in creative writing from Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, and she earns this degree in 2003. Later, the Ivies come calling and Chimamanda attends Yale University where she studies African history. She obtains a Master's of Arts degree from Yale in 2008. Now, let's get into her writing career. During her university days, schoolwork was not the only thing on Chimamanda's mind. In fact, in her senior year at Eastern, she began writing her first novel, Purple Hibiscus, which she published in October 2003. The novel is set in Nigeria and it tells a coming-of-age story of 15-year-old Kambali who, despite having a privileged upbringing, is stifled by the control of her overbearing father who runs their home with an iron fist. Kambali begins to find her voice when, during a military coup, she and her brother Jaja are sent to live with their aunt, a university professor. This novel earned Chimamanda the Commonwealth Prize for Best First Book in 2005. As someone who was once a teenage girl fighting to find her voice, I must say that I loved reading Purple Hibiscus, and I highly recommend it to any young girl. Chimamanda's second novel, Half of a Yellow Sun, was published in September 2006. Some have referred to this novel as a historical fiction masterpiece. This novel takes place in 1960s Nigeria, and it documents the time just prior to and during the Biafran War, that took place in Nigeria. And the main characters are Ugu, an Igbo village boy. For those of you who don't know what a village boy is, it's basically an African term used to refer to someone who's from the countryside or someone who is not sophisticated. Anyways, Ugu goes to Nsuka to work for Adenigo, a university professor. Odenigo has a beautiful mistress, Olana, who is the twin sister of the headstrong Kainene. And another character in the novel is Richard, and he's a British gentleman who is captivated by Kainene. And the novel portrays the effect that the Biafran War has on these characters. 
Chimamanda's third novel, Americana, was published in May of 2013. And this novel is the first novel of hers that I read, and it's also the novel that first inspired me to want to become an author. In Americana, Shimamanda tells the story of Ifemelu who leaves military rule Nigeria to study in the United States, while her childhood sweetheart Obinze leaves Nigeria to live undocumented in London. A string of circumstances lead them back to Nigeria 15 years later, but Obinze is now married, which creates an obstacle to them possibly getting back together. Americana was selected by the New York Times as one of the 10 best books of 2013. Outside of her novels, Chimamanda has also published books of short stories, notably The Thing Around Your Neck, which was published in 2009, We Should All Be Feminist, published in 2014, and Dear Ijewale, published in 2017. They have all been well received and, unsurprisingly, they've been bestsellers. A common theme I noticed in her novels is that each book includes some elements of civil unrest in Nigeria from the coup in Purple Hibiscus, the Biafran War in Half of a Yellow Sun, in Americana, Ifemelu and Obinze having to leave Nigeria when it becomes under military rule. I will credit these additions to her trying to incorporate parts of the history lessons she learned at Yale, where she received her Master's of Arts degree in African History. Notably, in 2008, Chimamanda was the recipient of the MacArthur Fellowship in the focus areas of fiction and nonfiction, this is a big deal, y'all. If you don't know much about this fellowship, know this. Currently, the fellowship awards $625,000, no strings attached, as its purpose is to invest into the potential of the extraordinarily talented and creative, and it is meant to encourage them to pursue their creative, intellectual, and professional inclinations. To keep it short, sis got paid. Now, what I'm sure y'all are all curious about, let me spill some tea about her personal life. And when I say some tea, I mean just a little bit of tea because Chimamanda is extremely private. Even though she ended up not becoming a doctor herself, she married a very successful one. And his name is Ivara Esige. And the two tied a knot in 2009. What on the street is, she asks friends and relatives not to post pictures of your wedding on social media. She doesn't even like talking about her relationship during interviews. However, she did reveal that she gave birth to a baby girl in 2016. While she acknowledged the birth of her daughter during an interview in 2016, she refused to reveal the child's name. And I don't blame her for it one bit for protecting her child's identity, because people can be really brutal out here. If you don't know, check out those comment sections on social media. Sheesh. And that wraps up this episode about the life and works of Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. If you haven't read any of her work yet, what are you waiting for? I believe Chimamanda is a phenomenal writer and she has taught me a lot about the importance of valiantly following my own passion and not allowing anyone else to paint the picture of the life I should live. Thank you for listening to this episode of Author Red Tea. If you like the show, please follow our podcast wherever you're listening. For all things Author Red Tea, please visit our website, nkengasongpress.com. That's N-K-E-N-G-A-S-O-N-G-P-R-E-S-S.com. Nkengasongpress.com. And click on the podcast tab. You can also click on the YouTube icon on our website if you would like to watch the video version of this podcast. Until next time, please take care of yourself and those around you. This was the very first episode of Author Red Tea, telling the story, the life and works of Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. 
We used many sources when researching for this episode, notably Chimamanda.com, Britannica.com, BuzzNigeria.com, and Times.com. This recording is subject to the Fair Use Doctrine pursuant to Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Fair use is a legal doctrine that promotes freedom of expression by permitting the unlicensed use of copyright-protected works in certain circumstances. Section 107 of the Copyright Act provides the statutory framework for determining whether something is a fair use and identifies certain types of uses, such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research as examples of activities that may qualify as fair use. Section 107 calls for consideration of the following four factors in evaluating a question of fair use. For more information, visit www.copyright.gov forward slash fair dash use forward slash more dash info dot html.